It's his second time through and he hasn't even taken a hit yet. He's a wizard. Do you realize how many outside systems I've gone into? How many programs I've appropriated? You were recruited by the Starling to defend... To defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. I love the power glove. It's so bad. Just keep your power gloves off her, pal, huh? Damage report! Guidance system out. Auxiliary steering out. Divert! She won't answer the helm. What do we do? We die. You're listening to the Gamers Must Die podcast. I'm your host, Ben Malahan, here with Alex Moreau and Jared Riley. What up? What's up, guys? That's a little bit delayed. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Get on the ball, you two. Jesus. When you say both of our names back to back, it's just like, who, who says what's up first, man? Just, just be aggressive. Just get in there and show some initiative. God. Yeah, Alex. Uh, well, this week we have oh, a lot Jared. to talk about. E3 is going on. And, uh, this will pretty much be the E3 episode. The E3 episode. I'm so excited. Uh, okay. Well, I, I mean, there's no more, <laughs> uh, much else we can say about it other than that. <laughs> so let's get right let's, into some, uh, some news about E3. Yeah, let's just stumble right into this. Yeah. Okay. So news today, because there's so fucking much of it, we're going to kind of break it down. Yep. Um, so we're going to start with the big three, like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. And then we'll just kind of get into like miscellaneous, um, cross-platform games or PC games, things like that. Right, and the thing is, if you actually want to know like all the news, you're listening to the wrong uh, source. We're just going to kind of just like talk about stuff. We're going to skim over the stuff that we either care about or want to make fun of. Right. So exactly. If, yeah. If you're looking yep. for like the full overview of E3, just like go bug IGN or something. Right. Um. So let's start with Microsoft. Um. Bethesda is bringing mods to Fallout 4 on Xbox One. Wow, that's crazy stuff. It's a big step for consoles. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm still not going to play it on a console, but... It's only because you don't own it. No, it's because I don't like to... I like to play ranged characters. And oh, mouse keyboard. That's. I like the mouse keyboard when I shoot stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to play it on consoles either, but I, it is kind of neat to read that um, this is happening for them. And it's coming to... It might come to PS4 sometime after it's on Xbox One. The mods, anyway. Yeah, I found the title kind of misleading because, like... um. I thought there was confirmation that it was coming to PS4, but there wasn't a definite date for it. Okay, yeah, that's kind of thing what it said. It's just like um, it's gonna come to PS4 sometime after Xbox One. Right. But that could be like as soon as like a week or as late as a year. Like who fucking knows at this point? I actually right. thought that the article was kind of misleading. Like it just seemed like blatant Xbox One promotion. Uh huh. Because the title is just like mods are coming to Xbox One. It's actually coming to PS4. Well, it was well. announced during Xbox. Or Microsoft's conference. Okay, that makes so sense. So that probably it was, you know, it was it was kind of like, obviously the game's coming to different platforms, but Microsoft. Is this, um, is this all mods or? Well, it's probably going to be approved by Bethesda. And approved then, mods. Do they have to pay for them? I'm guessing that that's uh, going to go, you know, hand in hand with the recent movement to kind of start selling mods. Yes. Yeah. No. So you might have to like just get your flopping horse genital mods on your PC or something. I'm so so sorry. it's not really that cool. It's just why not. It's just basically a DLC at that point. Oh, shut. You know, you and your fucking paid mods <laughs> issue. Well, it is basically DLC at that point. What is okay. it not? Yeah. Okay. Then call it DLC. 
no, but it's a community it's created like fan created company curated mods. Right. Yeah. Fuck. So it's a little bit more exciting than DLC because it opens up like writing and graphic opportunities for random ass people. Yeah, stuff they would never do. Like and stuff you would never see otherwise. So. Just a little bit more exciting. I am kind of wondering how that's going to work. Like how easy is it going to be to like get your mods from your PC to your Xbox? Well, I mean, Xbox One is basically going to be running like Windows 10 soon anyway, so I'm assuming it's not that big of a deal to port. It's true. So um, that's just my guess anyway. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what the logistics really are. And I'm sure that, you know, Bethesda, that whatever tools they put out there to help mod Fallout 4 will be geared towards, you know, cross-compatibility. All right, sweet. Um, so let's see here. Next in news, um, the Xbox One is going to become backwards compatible. With the 360. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. That is really cool. And I actually like the way they went about doing it. Um, so basically, you pop in your 360 discs, and they don't automatically work on your Xbox One, but popping the disc in will initiate a download from the Xbox One market to get nice. the past 360 games. So that's so cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that to happen. No, it doesn't just happen like right away. Like they're going to need to add the games, the compatibility for those games. Right. So it might not come one. to all of your 360 games. Right. And that's free, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like it. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It also applies to like Xbox Live Arcade games. So that's kind of cool because I have a bunch of those on my 360. That... I mean, obviously, you probably have to have a gold membership. But... <clears throat> oh, probably. Yeah. But still, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Microsoft. Uh, see, another part of their conference was, uh, I'm going to conclude this. Oh, here we go. Um, early access games coming to Xbox One. And we'll talk about that more later in the show. So all right. That, that was another big part of their conference. You know, um, all this talk of Xbox One, they just announced like a one terabyte model of the system. Um, and the, the old model had 500 gigs, which actually is decent. Really? I, I would have assumed it would have been a terabyte to start. Really? Yeah. Well, coming from the previous generation, it was like 120 was like the big hard drive. I have so. a 260. Oh. On my 360. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> it's a standard model 360. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read an article recently where somebody had like done um, like speed tests with, with plugging in external like USB 3 drives into an Xbox One. I was surprised to find out that it's actually faster to play a game off an external drive. Huh. Like a, like a 7200 RPM USB 3 external loads games faster than the hard drive in the system. That's kind of neat. Yeah. So. Well, would it depend on whether it's an SSD or an HD? No. Well, it depends on the RPM. So 7200 RPM. Actually, even the 5400 RPM ones. Because the speed should be comparable between the USB 3 and the uh, whatever the whatever that's called. Whatever it is, the SATA, whatever it is inside the Xbox yeah, is not whatever. as... Alex, you are right there. I'm just adjusting my mic a little bit. It was too low, so I was hunched over. Oh, okay. Sorry, continue. I, I mean, you look grotesque hunched over like that. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you can always adjust your chair. <laughs> yeah, you can move the chair down. Should we take a moment so you can adjust your mic? No, I think I'm good. All I think right. I'm good now. All right, we've wasted enough time on yeah. Alex already. <laughs> How you, dare you interrupt you the show? Thank you for your concern, though. <laughs> Okay. You're looking over me. You're like, she's going to get scoliosis or something. <laughs> uh, no, my posture is the worst in the world. So uh, <laughs> go ahead. What's up? What's next on the docket for news? For okay. We're going to bounce right over to Sony. Okay. So in big, big news, which I'm super excited about, um, The Last Guardian is still a thing, and it's going to be released in 2016. So I think I'd read the title before somewhere, but explain to me kind of the backstory on this one. So The Last Guardian is, um, is the next game. 
created by the people that did Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, okay. And it definitely has um, the same sort of feel. It looks like there's actually no dialogue in the entire game. Like um, communication, it's done with the character through like a series of sounds. Mm-hmm. But it has a very similar feel to its predecessors. So it's all about like the atmosphere, and um, it's about characters being portrayed with their gestures and their actions more than their dialogue. Okay. So you have like the silent protagonist, and um, you have a little—I shouldn't say little because he's fucking huge. You have a huge pet that um, follows you around. His name is Trico. He's like a dog-bird hybrid, mm-hmm. and he's like fucking like thirty feet long. Um, but you kind of train him to help you solve puzzles and fight bad guys, and he's just like your constant companion throughout the game. And um, apparently his character evolves depending upon how you treat him. Nice. So the AI is very intuitive, and he acts like a very natural animal. So uh, um, For a 30-foot dog. Thing. Yeah, for like a 30-foot dog bird, <laughs> yeah. as natural as you can get, <laughs> right? right? Um, so that is looking extremely promising. This is a big deal because The Last Guardian has been like in the works for a long time. Yes, for years and years, people have been waiting for it. And, and it was originally going to be a PS3 game. Is it still a PS3 game? Um, I think it's PS4. Okay, so they've moved up a generation then. Yep. Okay. And it's looking gorgeous, so I'm glad that it's on PS4 to support that kind of work. Awesome. Cool. Um, let's see here. So there's that. Um, Uncharted 4 was a huge deal at this E3. Yeah. Probably like the biggest Sony title that was announced, aside from the one that we're going to talk about next. But okay. um, some trailers for that were shown, some gameplay... This is more, more Uncharted, which is Pretty a solid much. series. It is definitely a solid series, and they're getting better as they go along, and the graphics are crazy pretty. Like, have you guys seen the trailer for this one yet? No, actually, no, I didn't no. watch the trailer. Oh, it is so fucking nice. Hmm. It looks like it looks live action. Was it all like in-engine footage? Yeah, cool. it was. It was crazy. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the Uncharted series, because it's just not my genre. Yeah. I can acknowledge that it's a fantastic game. It's just not my kind of game, so I wasn't super wild about this one, but I can see why everyone's so hype about it. Yeah, see, I've actually never played it. It's always looked good to me, and I really enjoyed um, The Last of Us, which is apparently kind of control similar and, you know, yeah, gun combat similar. But yeah, I've just never been that interested in it. I don't know why. I've never I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I know, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with Uncharted Waters? No. <laughs> and... Not quite. Think like, um, think like a modern Indiana Jones. Yeah. Just oh, like, yeah, I'm not really an adventure game story guy. Yeah, the plot just didn't catch me. Because like, even though the gameplay is comparable to Last of Us, the story isn't nearly as right. big a hook for me. Right. And the main character himself is like kind of bland to me. Because again, he is just like that kind of like Indiana Jones character. He's just like so suave and masculine. Suave, and... big guy with the stubble and the, you know, yeah. Sounds just like me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds just like Jared. It's so weird. They probably based <laughs> yeah. it off of you. Probably. All of your like exploits through temples. And I remember they, they yeah, asked the me to come in and I had to wear one of those bodysuits with the balls and stuff. <laughs> what? With, the, with the balls? <laughs> yeah. Those oh, 3D. Like the oh, oh. Yeah, like the motion capture balls. Okay, all right. Yeah. I, I think there was like, because you don't have balls, with they like had to get you a suit. With like giant prosthetic balls. by a bunch of Japanese guys wearing <laughs> this crazy bodysuit. <laughs> okay. So, the really big title that people are like foaming at the mouth for yeah. as far as Sony goes for um, 2015 E3 is um, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh my god. We're going to cover that a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that more in depth later. It deserves its own little segment. 
Just throwing it out there. All right. Okay. So we can uh, move on over to Nintendo now. Um, Nintendo had uh, plenty of announcements at this year's E3, um, but a lot of them kind of fell, fell flat for me, including yeah. um, one of the announcements was for a Metroid Prime Federation Force. Yeah, that was weird. That's fucking weird. Why do they even call it a Metroid game? Well, no, what it was is they were just showing the multiplayer side of the game for some reason. And the whole point of Metroid is fucking single player. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who haven't looked into Metroid Prime Federation Force, um, the only aspects of it that we've seen so far is that you kind of play like a tiny, chibi-looking person and you hop into a robotic suit and you shoot around a ball and like try to like get it into a goal. So it's like it's like sci-fi soccer and it looks kind of lame. They're basically just like, hey, listen, Other M did not fucking just burn that series down enough. We need to come up with a way to just totally destroy Metroid forever. So let's get some little chibi <laughs> characters and turn Metroid into like a little ball game. I think it sounds lovely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy a, a Wii U just so I can play it. Right. Yeah. So basically, no, this is a 3DS game, I think. Is it? Shit. I think so. <laughs> you should know your shit before you speak. <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter. Um, basically, it'd be kind of like... Uh, I'll, I'll buy both just to be safe. I'll buy a 3DS and a Wii U just so I can... Okay, yeah. I know you big <laughs> Nintendo boy. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like... This isn't the first time that Metroid has had multiplayer. Um, they had it in Metroid Prime 2 Echoes on the GameCube for some reason. I never actually, I played Echoes and I 100%ed it, but I never played the multiplayer side It was just it. like first-person shooter multiplayer, right? So Yeah, kind of, I think. But I, anyway, it'd be kind of like if the first time they showed Metroid Prime 2, they hadn't shown the single player, they just shown the multiplayer. And the multiplayer wasn't actually the multiplayer, it was a ball game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's just weird. It is really weird. Very weird marketing move. Yeah. From what I saw as well, like just in the comments and what people are saying about it, nobody is pumped for this game. No, why like, would they? I don't they know. Be? I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe it's doing better in Japan. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can't but... just slap an IP on an unrelated kind of genre game that doesn't fit at all and expect people to be excited about it. Like, I don't know. It works for some games. We can I get guess. to that a little bit later. Yeah, you're too. right. You're right. Um, doesn't work for me though. <laughs> doesn't work for Metro, that's for sure. Oh, uh, let's see here. Um. There was a lot of buzz this year about um, Fire Emblem Fates. Yeah. It's coming in 2016 to the new 3DS, and it's looking pretty fucking rad. We've talked about that a little bit before on this podcast. Yeah, I think we talked about the last episode. Yeah, I think we did. Uh, so that's one with two different versions. Yeah, there's two entirely different storylines that you can choose from. The plot is basically there's a giant war going on between two families. Yeah. Um, you're born to one family, but you're raised by the other family. So mm. you kind of have loyalty ties to both. It's dramatic. Yeah, and you get to choose which path you want to walk. You can either go like the kind of traditional goody two-shoes hero family path, or yeah. you can do like the too edgy for me, like anti-hero family path, which is apparently a little bit more complicated, and the campaign itself is a little bit more difficult if okay. you end up going the anti-hero route. Cool. Um, Actually, that, that's kind of nice, though, because... I played through Fire Emblem Awakening on the 3DS, really enjoyed it, and frankly, I would have played through it again, but I didn't really, I mean, is it just going to be the same game again? Pretty much. So, Unless you want to make, like, different babies, but yeah, it's like, at that point, who cares? Right. So, having, you know, being able to play through the game twice, I guess, to kind of have a different experience is kind of cool. Yeah, it should be really interesting. I'm excited for all of the um, the new aspects they're adding to gameplay, because apparently in this one, 
um, you are the main character. Whereas in previous Fire Emblem games, you were kind of like the tactician or you were like the best friend of the main character. Yeah, you're like the master strategist of the group. <laughs> exactly. Your strategies are saving all of us. <laughs> so like in Fire Emblem Awakening, the main character is actually, you know, Krom. But in the new right. one, you are the main character. And you're still in... Who's your strategist? Who's going <laughs> to win these battles? You're the strategist. You're you the strategist. No, you need a weak-ass strategist to, to you know, plan all your moves. I totally Bullshit. forgot what I was going to say for a second there, but now I've got it. Um, I'm really <laughs> excited for the base building. Yes, the bait. You've talked about that last time. The base mm -hmm. building. That sounds cool. That's gonna be pretty rad. They released yeah. a little bit of additional footage for that. Oh, really? Um, it might all be in Japanese though. So if you guys feel like watching some Japanese gameplay videos, go for it. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I guess I'm good. <laughs> I might play this game. Uh, I might play Ben's copy after he's done with it. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, have you played uh, a game I lent you for 3DS? No. Fuck. All right. God. Damn it, I, lent, Jared. I lent him Devil Survivor One, and my extra 3DS XL. The bastard has not played it. Well, I don't like handhelds all that much, and I just haven't really been feeling it for a uh, strategy turn-based game. No, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You don't need to play play good games that we give you for yeah, free. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember you giving like, me anything, Alex. But she gave no, you. I'm I'm joint in this. <laughs> yes, just yeah. because my recommendation like that has some weight. Absolutely. <laughs> We're both telling you this game is amazing. You would like it. You're, you're both just, full you're of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let me see here. Other kind of smaller Nintendo titles that were uh, talked about this E3 were um, there's a cooperative Zelda game coming out for 3DS. It kind of looks like uh, Four Swords, yeah. but just with 3D graphics. It's just kind of like the same dealio, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you guys have any feelings about that, we could talk about it. Never did play the Four Swords games. I'm sure they were fun if you had friends and like four Game Boy Advances or whatever the hell it took. But eh. I mean, it was fine. I had my older brothers to play with and we had like a little cord to link them up and everything. But I don't know. It just doesn't look like anything new. This new yeah. game. So, meh. Yeah, it's another game I don't think anybody's particularly like wet in their pants for. Yeah. I feel like I made it clear a long time ago on this podcast that I don't really care about Zelda games. So. Oh, I'm did, sorry, actually. Jared. Well, let's, let's just never talk about Zelda again on this podcast. Just for you. <laughs> well, I would appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. At least some, someone finally understands. <laughs> um, Nintendo is all excited because they have some new Animal Crossing games coming out. Yeah. But I don't nice. give a shit. You don't it's give not, a shit? No. Oh. This is not actual Animal Crossing. They're, it's like what we were talking about with um, Metroid Prime Federation Force. It's oh. an entirely different game genre with like the Animal Crossing title and aesthetic oh. like slapped on top of it. What the hell is Nintendo doing? I don't know. Like they've announced games for all their IPs and they're all not like <laughs> not the anything like games. the original IPs. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're no, sitting it's there like, in Japan with their thumbs up their asses. That's what they're doing. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolling around in money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's Nintendo, probably not. <laughs> The new Animal Crossing games, one of them is like a stupid like home decor mini game. Jesus. That you have to purchase amiibos for. <laughs> oh, of course you do. So it's like, fuck, guys. Wasn't that half of Nintendo's announcements were, were fucking amiibos for this or that? Yeah, they're amiibo oriented. Can't really blame them for that, though, because amiibos are incredibly successful. Like, I know. It's ridiculous. Hey, I'm going to take a moment here. Hey, assholes, stop buying amiibos. What the fuck? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> If you are listening to this, you've bought an Amiibo, you should feel bad about yourself. What the hell? It's a stupid... It, it's going to take over all of gaming, these fucking Amiibos. You just need to make your message break in the, in the Japanese market now, too. You're right. 
Alex, translate that for me. Translate. <laughs> translate for you. Hey, you uh, like Nintendo, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, this is a really terrible Japanese. Fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I get it, but man, it's just, I just, the whole. I get it, but I also loathe it. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Even as a person who loves action figures, I don't love that I have to buy them for additional content. And that they're in poor supply and it's all just terrible supply. Terribly handled and. It's just Nintendo who... The days that the Amiibos come out for pre-order, there are, like, lines outside of uh, stores and the services cra- or the servers crash. Like, it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. My that's... friend ended up crying because she waited in, like, line for, like, two hours so she could buy a Nest Amiibo for her boyfriend and they sold out, like, three people before she got there. Well, your friend should cry and probably get a new boyfriend if he's into Amiibos. <laughs> 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 just saying. Should have been a deal breaker right there. Should have been a total deal breaker. Okay. And I expect he should break up with her for waiting in line two hours. Really, they should both just break up with each other and never talk to each other again. Um, let me see here. The other Animal Crossing game, it's just like fucking Mario Party, but Animal Crossing. Oh, great. Has great. the exact same format with like the little titles and the little characters that you can choose between and rolling dice and just like it's just a Animal Crossing board game. Like half the games on Wii U are that game, I feel like. Yeah. Sounds brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me see here. There's also a new Paper Mario game coming out for 3DS. Cool. Don't know much about it, but I did like the Paper Mario series. So honestly, if it just ends up being like a good solid sequel to games that I already enjoy, I might end up getting it. Cool. Maybe not immediately, but we'll I know there's Star Fox in there somewhere, which I saw the headline for, but didn't read because at this point, I don't really care. Well, would that be the third Paper Mario game then? or? Yeah, I think so. They had one for Wii as well, didn't they? In GameCube? They know. had a 64 Paper Mario. Yeah, a 64? Fir- I thought it was a GameCube. One. No, there's more than three Paper Marios. Huh. Oh, wow. Maybe I have some catch up to do. There's been a, a, yeah. I think I've only played two. I thought for sure it premiered on GameCube, but nope, there was a 64. I have it, like, sitting on the shelf over there. All right. Take your word for it. Yeah. I'll fucking get out right now and show it (laughs) to you, assholes. (laughs) (laughs) That's about everything we got for Nintendo, so we're going to kind of move along to our uh, miscellaneous announcements. So, firstly, um, Mass Effect Andromeda has kind of been previewed. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> been waiting for months to use that Too again. Too bad it's probably not going to have Shepard in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is definitely not going to have Shepard in it. Maybe like some historical references or something, but it takes place in an entirely different setting, and it's like a thousand years in the future or something. And it's what? another galaxy, the Andromeda okay. Galaxy, which is like a freaking million light years away. That's lame. So... I'm kind of excited about it because it Shepard's, good. yeah, Shepard's arc ended, so yep. it seems only natural that you should start playing as somebody new. Shepard's arc should never end. Shepard got yeah. hella OP too. Like after three games, it must have been so fucking ridiculously powerful. So like yeah. playing as somebody new will be nice, yep. refreshing. Yeah. Um, Disagree. I want to keep playing Shepard forever <laughs> for the rest of my life. Plus, I want to be able to have sex with new aliens without feeling guilty about cheating on the old ones. I just want to keep being Liara and Tally and all of them. And Miranda. <laughs> For all of eternity. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> the rest of my natural life. <laughs> and beyond. Oh, um, this will make you guys happy. Okay. Didn't know how I felt about this, but I guess we'll see how they handle it. The Mako's coming back. Yes. Good. I like the your, Mako. Your Mako Fuck. gameplay. Yeah. We've, I don't know if I posted that rant like as a separate clip for the podcast. You did. Did I? Okay. It's an important <laughs> rant because... Mako gets a lot of hate, not what, deserved. What rant? What do you, I you know, a while back we ranted about how much we liked the Mako. And how shitty I was at driving it. Yeah. Oh, how, oh yeah. Oh, that's right. It was it all came down to her, her race. There's, there's a good soundbite of that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I made like a, <laughs> yeah, I made a segment for that. Sweet. Anyway. All right. Um. Yeah, that's coming back. And I am just kind of tentatively 
keeping my eye on it. <laughs> we'll see oh, how I do. Oh, what the fuck ever, Alex. The Mako's awesome. Probably just, like, go flying into a lava pit within, like, two seconds of dropping <laughs> down or true. some shit. Like, you need uh, to learn how to drive. I do. You just got a car, too. You I'm do actually, need to learn how to drive. I'm actually learning manual right now. It's fucking difficult. You're gonna yeah. go flying off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna send my, like, new little Ford Focus into a lava pit. Like, I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, let's see here. Um, any more thoughts on Mass Effect and Drama? It's, it's basically the same kind of gameplay. Yeah, exact yeah, same kind good, of gameplay. Good. Just like improved graphics and whatnot, different yeah. story. I haven't looked a lot at this game yet. So. I'm wondering who the new antagonist is going to be. Did you guys read anything about the new antagonist? No, or? you know, uh, when I know I'm going to buy a game, I tend to not read a bunch of preview stuff uh, for it. So I'm trying to avoid too much of that. That makes sense. How much do you want to bet that like, there's going to be a big twist where the Reapers are the good guys? <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be too surprised. <laughs> I hope it just totally avoids the Reapers at this point. Just fresh. Yeah, everything. I'm done with Reapers. Yeah. I don't want fresh everything. I mean, it's a Mass Effect game. There should be some continuity. No, I mean, the same races. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know what you want, Jared. What do you want, the Jared? Same game. No, I don't want the same game. I want a. Same game, same girls. Like, what the fuck, Jared? I just want Mass Effect 4. That's what this is. <laughs> Mass Effect 4 Andromeda. A lot of people have been speculating whether you're going to play as like alien races or not because the race of the character in the trailer wasn't made clear. Like Everyone's getting all excited. They're like, maybe we can play alien races. Maybe we can play alien races. And then the creators specifically said, they're like, you will be playing a human. <laughs> Don't get excited. <laughs> I wonder if Krogans are extinct by then. I mean, they're pretty fucked at the end of Mass oh, Effect. Oh, they're totally going to be extinct. <laughs> Yeah, they unless they are. just pull some sort of like did they cure the genophage? shit out of their ass. I feel like you could have. One of the options was to cure the genophage. I wonder if that was canon. <laughs> um, let me see here. Oh, um, Dark Souls Three has been announced. Cool. Yeah, cool beans. I mean that that's another announcement. That's like that's hey, cool. It's coming. I'm not gonna read much about it because again, also it's probably gonna be pretty similar to the first two. Yeah, which that's is what good. I'm but I don't really need to read about all the little new changes. Like last time everybody was like, oh my God, they have torches. And then it ended up being that the torches really weren't that different. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's just going to be more of the same thing. I yeah. didn't read like, usually when um, articles are beefing up a new game, they'll throw out all these little stupid hooks. Yeah. Like, oh, they're adding like a new play mode or, yeah. oh, like 20 new weapons unlocked. But I didn't read much of anything for Dark Souls 3. I don't think there was much information given. It was just, you know, this game's being released it's just got such a fan base at this point they don't even have to give tidbits they they're just, just like this the is words, coming and everyone's like oh! dark souls 3 and everybody just explodes <laughs> um let's see here hitman new hitman announced awesome do you play hitman games have you played no games? i was never big on them again it's just one of those genres that i was never super huge on huh i really liked them um the last one hitman absolution was really good but it didn't have enough uh sandbox levels like a lot of the levels, like you had like a clear objective, like you were moving to, and it wasn't about like blending in and kind of becoming one with this whole, like like for example, in uh, Blood Money, I think was probably the best game. Um, you know, you go to the opera and you're supposed to kill this guy on stage, and you know you basically have to blend in as a member of the audience or go backstage, or all sorts of different things you can do. But in Absolution, it's like oh, you're escaping a burning building, and you know it's just kind of different kind of levels for the most part. Yeah, a little bit more linear. Yeah, so I, I hope they go back to more of the sandbox, non-linear sort of thing. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, let me see here. 
This one I'm excited about. Um, there's a new South Park game coming out. Stick a Truth follow up. Yep, yep. yep. Like kind of a direct sequel. Um, oh, it's in here good. twice on this list twice. That's why it's uh, the fractured but whole is what it's called. We'll cover that a little later too. Oh, okay. You want to wait? Depth. All right. We'll, we'll hold off. Yeah, let's switch just a little bit. Good to just like tease listeners. Yeah. I don't know. You got to <laughs> hang in there, guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> the Rare Replay Collection was announced. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Rare is a gaming studio. They made a. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know who listening would not know about Rare at this point, but in case you didn't, they made like Conker's Bad Fur Day, Banjo Kazooie. Um, well, anybody born like after 1999 probably doesn't know who they are. Oh, that's true. They haven't made really much of anything since then. That's... The only really Viva important Pinata. game they made was Goldeneye. <laughs> what? Goldeneye was probably their most impo- important game, wasn't it? Uh, no, they they were pretty. I mean, all their 64 games were were huge. Were huge. Banjo Kazooie is huge and a good game. Conquest yeah, Bad Perfect Day, Dark. Perfect Dark. All I care about is Goldeneye. That's okay. all I care about. <laughs> and that's not even on the list here. <laughs> I don't think that's in the collection. It's probably another thing with the rights is couldn't get the, the rights secured to the Goldeneye thing. Yeah, but there are plenty of good titles in that collection. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, totally. Which, which isn't available anywhere else right now, I don't think. Nope. It's um $30 for the whole collection, uh, 30 titles, so a dollar per title. Although you're pretty much only buying it for like the main like six titles, I'm imagining. Like the 64 era games. Yeah, exactly. 64 era games or people who are buying it because they want to just laugh about how they finally own Battletoads. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there and just like tell all of you, don't make fucking Battletoad jokes to GameStop anymore. I swear to God, when this comes out, if anybody makes a fucking Battletoad joke to GameStop. I just... it. Did you were you there when those when you, you were getting those? Yes. Were you? <laughs> I was. It was the worst. Like, what person enjoys calling some random GameStop employee and like basically making a joke on that one random person? It was just so stupid because like I'd already heard it so many times. It wasn't funny and it wasn't witty and just like just started to come up with creative ways to respond to it. Like I remember one time I told somebody, Yes. And they're like, Wait, what? I was like, Yeah, we have it. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh well, uh, h- how much? How much is it? Well, it's about five dollars now. You know how pre-owned games go, and they're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Can you hang on to that or something? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like as I don't know. Please, please, for the love of whatever you believe in, don't make Battletoad jokes. Well, whenever the internet finds a joke, especially the freaking gaming community, they find yeah. a joke and they kill it within like two hours. And then they keep going at it for like six months. Okay, let's see here. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 has been announced. Uh-huh. That's Uh-oh. a pretty big one. I mean, that's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, I it really so. has. They've thrown out like all these piddly games for Vita and DS and things like that, yeah. but it's not the sequel that people have really been waiting for. So are you a fan of this series? Yeah, I mean, like, they were really fun. And I love Disney movies, so, like, that was really great for me, like, hopping through all the different worlds and everything. But um, I'm not, like, a foaming-at-the-mouth kind of serious about it. (laughs) It just never appealed to me. I never really wanted to play a game, like, where Disney characters interacted with Square characters. It just never occurred to me that that would be enjoyable in any way, shape, or form. It It was really weird how they incorporated the Square characters. The Disney characters were much more interesting for me to play with. Yeah. But um, gameplay was really fun. Very simple. Like yeah. it's an easy, it's a generally easy game, and I kind of like that hack and slash gameplay. So yeah, I almost bought it the other day, but then I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's not a turn-based RPG. It's uh, it's more action-oriented. So I wasn't really in the mood for that. Yeah, every day is turn-based day. 
for yeah. Jared. <laughs> I like turn-based RPGs. I like what it's I like. Jared plays. Then play some fucking shit. Make out with Tensei, Jared. Exactly. What the I, hell? I don't. I'm not in the mood for a strategy turn-based game. <laughs> I want menu-based. Son of a game. bitch. <laughs> I, we've got to stop here. Go right into the top three of the week. Let's do it. Gamers must die. Top three list of the week. Gamers must die. Top three list. Top three list. Top three list of the week. Die, die, die. The top three list of the week. Jared's taking a pee, guys. So we're gonna have Ben go first, and I'll fill in as honorary Jared. All right. Uh, that's what I needed was some shitty techno intro to clear my head from what Jared was just saying. Uh, okay. So this week's top three list. Uh, usually we do like random shit. Uh, random top threes, but this week is actually just pure E3 gives us an excuse to go more in depth on some E3 news. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it relevant. So top three favorite items from E3 for each of us for this week. So for me, uh, one of the ones is uh, Shenmue 3 launched a Kickstarter campaign, announced at Sony's conference, and uh, they wanted $2 million to start or to develop Shenmue 3, and they got it within like nine hours. Holy shit. Yeah. I, okay, so like, tell me about this game because I didn't even know about this game. So okay, well, how old are you? Ooh, twenty-three. <laughs> like Ten years old. Ben. <laughs> twenty-three years old. How old were you when the Dreamcast came out? Uh, I oh fuck, I was like eight. It was nine nine ninety nine. How old were you on nine nine ninety nine? I was eight. Good estimate, me. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so Shenmue was a Dreamcast game. It was kind of like the first, like really kind of like in depth simulation-y, like, kind of life game. Uh, has super amazing graphics for the time, super hyped up when it came out. Um, and it's like, you're like this guy in Japan, and you have, like, living your life in Japan, you do kung fu and shit. And okay, I have heard of this you game. You have a job at one point, or different points, and it's good. It was good, but it was like a very cinematic kind of game back in the day. Like one of the first really cinematic. That was on Dreamcast. I heard that it was right? a very weird mold breaker, and that it didn't actually sell too much or too well at first. I don't think it's how weird it was. Super well, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's it, it like def- a cult favorite, though, right? Yeah, no, it tried a lot of new things. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. But it was definitely, you know, it was a cool, like, unique thing. Like a lot of the games on the Dreamcast, a lot of amazing games in that system. Um, this I just, remember watching you play that. It was it looked pretty cool. Yeah, no. And then eventually, um, like they planned it as a trilogy. Because the Dreamcast had a short lifespan, they ended up making the second one, Shenmue 2, for Xbox, the original Xbox. Uh, and then that story, like the first game ended on a cliffhanger. Second game, which I never actually played, ended on a cliffhanger because I heard it ended on a cliffhanger, so I didn't want to play, you know, and be at another cliffhanger. Uh, and so they never got to finish the series. And so now, like, what, 12 years later or something, they're going to make the third one and finish it up. I'm surprised they met their goal so quickly. I mean, like, you hear about, like, all of these different, like, cult games getting sequels funded by Kickstarter. But within nine hours, it's really impressive. Yeah, no, it is, actually. I, I didn't, man, I, it's, when I first saw the headline, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if this was going to be one of those things where, you know, it, it just went along slowly and or if it would just be fast. It was super fast. So it's just something secretly like Bill Gates fucking loved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah donated right. like, like a million dollars or something to it right off the bat. Just like, Oh like, fuck. From all these like fake <laughs> accounts, like he's donating like $20, just fil- filtering <laughs> all his money into it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm surprised that there's an audience out there for it. And I'm glad because it'd be cool to uh, play that. Um, I'm just going to read more of what their plans are for, um, getting the first and second game to people because that'd be nice if they could 
re-release those games on like Xbox Live or something to kind of yeah, like or, a little Steam bundle or something or, like that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's my one of my top three. Next one is that Xbox One backwards compatibility. Super excited about that because I have a lot of Xbox 360 games uh, that I might occasionally play from time to time if they're on my Xbox One, especially Xbox Live Arcade games. Uh, so just, I don't know. There's nothing I've been dying to to go back and replay, but it's just nice having that option, I guess. Yeah, it's just really solid. Yeah, and the way they're implementing it sounds really good. So um, they're going to have uh, 22 games at first. Actually, 22 games are available now if you're an Xbox Live preview member, which started to look up what it took to become a preview member, and I don't know, I can't really tell. You need to be like, invited by another person who's a preview member. Oh, an exclusive club. Yeah. Um, You're going to have to start knowing people. But you know, the, <laughs> the games right now, you know, the biggest name game on the list of 22 compatible games is probably the original Mass Effect. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I mean, I have to find ways to work that in. Uh, like that's how important. many times can we work this in? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that's pretty cool to me. That's, that was a cool announcement and unexpected, too. Kind of came out of nowhere for me, anyway. Final big piece of news, really kind of two, but I'll combine them into one because they're release dates. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X and Just Cause 3 release dates were both confirmed for December early December of this year. So that is awesome. Xenoblade Chronicles X being the uh, Wii U uh, follow-up, our spiritual sequel or whatever to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles from the Wii and Xenoblade Chronicles 3D from the Nintendo 3DS, which I've been ranting about for weeks, but how much I loved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X is officially a system seller for me. So I'm going to have to get a Wii U. And, uh, did you guys play Just Cause 3? I think we've talked about this before, but have you played it? Or Just Cause 2? No. Nope. Didn't really Jesus. catch my interest. Oh my God. It's amazing. I heard that it was really fun. It's but... super, like, it's a super, <laughs> super fun time. There's like I crazy so gun huddle explosions, parachuting. Yeah, and, like, but all fucking... the, the gimmick is that your character has these like grappling hook things that can shoot out from his hands and like grip onto things. Oh, but... and you can like Spider-Man around, right? Yes, but not just that. You can grip onto something and then like shoot it off your wrist and like attach that thing to something else so like for example what i spent a lot of time doing would i'd stand next to a highway in the game and i'd shoot a civilian like in like the leg and he'd go oh what the fuck well you know whatever and then a car <laughs> would be passing by and i'd basically attach him to this car this car basically drag him along <laughs> so basically you know probably a good 20 hours of my time in that game was spent doing some version of that well, it seems like one of those <laughs> games kind of like grand theft auto where the main point is to dick around <laughs> yeah no it really is and it, it was a pretty uh really well-designed game so i'm working looking forward to the third one uh so the, that's my top three sweet nice top three guy good yeah, top three ben you were here for all of it <laughs> yeah i was totally not using the bathroom who wants to go next <laughs> um i can go next all right um, let me see here. So top three for me. Um, we already talked about it earlier, but The Last Guardian. Yeah. I'm pretty fucking pumped about that. Don't really know if there's too much more to say, yeah, considering how much we is. said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, a lot of people are super pumped. So. I'm just really, I'm really excited to um see what kind of dark twist they're going to put on the plot because that studio loves some fucked up twists. So, so we'll see. Ico, Shadow of the Colossus. What else have they made? Is are those? Those are the big titles. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm excited for The Last Guardian. Uh, Soma was announced at E3, and there was that? a trailer shown. Um, it's made by the guys that did um, Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Oh, okay, yeah. It's kind of like an indie horror studio, but I'm pretty excited about Soma because it has um, 
kind of a Bioshock feel to it. Like it's the same sort of survival horror game where you can't really fight the enemies. But um, the setting is underwater and there are like sci-fi enemies and like fucked up mutated undersea diver enemies and just like all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But the setting is what really gets me because like um, deep sea stuff just makes me feel so claustrophobic (laughs) and like the most horrifying things that I can conceptualize generally like live underwater, like fucking angler fishes and shit like that. So there's a name for that phobia. I forget what it is, but there's a name for like a phobia. But yeah, like fear. There's a name for the fear of the deep sea and fear of like giant creatures that live down there. And so um, this game is really going to play off of those. It should be really, really scary. Is it going to be a game that you play or that you watch a YouTube video of somebody playing? It depends on how much I piss myself in the first two hours. <laughs> like, if I piss myself a little bit in the first two hours, I might just, like, kind of, like, drag myself through it. Yeah. But if it's, like, full on, I'm screaming and crying and, like, running out of the room, then I'll just watch somebody else do it on YouTube. All right. Or I'll, like, drag somebody into my living room to do it for me while oh, I watch them. you'll watch in person as they play. Yes. Ah. <laughs> YouTube for me because I'm cheap. <laughs> I do like watching survival horror games on YouTube though. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it is really fun because they're just like such a cinematic experience that it doesn't really detract too much to see somebody else playing it, you know? Yeah. As long as I don't have like stupid fucking commentary. I can't stand like uh watching somebody play and they're just screaming and putting on stupid accents and making yeah. dumb jokes the entire time. But um Yeah, I don't know why people people watch that. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> My little tiny cousins fucking love it. Oh boy. Cutie pie is like their idol. Oh Jesus. It's uh it's something. Yeah, it's definitely something. <laughs> Cutie pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing that I was really pumped about, um, that I got to see during E3, there's no official title for it yet. There's just a working title, but it's um it's a Japanese working title too. It's called um Gene Ibun Roku. Hashtag F E. Um, but it's basically it's by the people that did uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. So there's that for you. And um, it's got some weird Fire Emblem elements in it, apparently. Like, the people that made it purposefully took inspiration from Fire Emblem to create it. Okay. So it's uh, it's interesting. It looks like turn-based RPG with, like, anime clips spliced into it and kind of like a really typical mm. out- Atlas plot. This so. is kind of gone under the title, at least... Video game sites have been referring to it as uh, Fire Emblem X Shin Megami Tensei. Yes, I've seen that too. Okay. Now, are there Fire Emblem characters in it? Or are this inspired by the gameplay? Or... That is a little bit ambiguous. Okay. Like, I tried reading up on that and I didn't actually see any Fire Emblem characters yeah, when I was I tried watching reading the trailer. Too. Yeah. Isn't the gameplay already similar to Fire Emblem for those? those no, games? for well, De- Devil yeah, Survivor quite. is. But... Oh, this isn't Devil's. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I will probably hop on that if it gets good reviews. Like, great company. The yeah. visuals look great. I really like it when um, games splice in animated content, so that'll be, that'll be neat. Um, but we'll see. Well, again, uh, what will make it or break it for me, as was just proved by playing through Devil Survivor 2, is the story and the characters. Cause, yeah. You know, basically, Devil Survivor 1 and 2, kind of same game gameplay-wise, but it was, uh, man... What a difference with the better story in the first one. Oh, definitely. The character design for this game looks really cool. Like, there's a bunch of concept art out right now if you guys want to go look at it. Um, so the characters look pretty sweet, but yeah. that's to say nothing of their personalities, and that can totally fucking ruin it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's about that. 
Cool. All right, Jared, let's talk about your shit. What are your top three <laughs> favorite things from E3 this year? Uh, my first one, uh, South Park, Stick of Truth, uh, follow-up, whatever. Um, fractured butthole. So what's the scoop on that? Is it just <laughs> a fractured kind of butthole? Same yeah, gameplay? Yeah, like, I'm going to throw it out there that I did not get that joke. Until after they saw the trailer, right? Yes, and until... And giggled. <laughs> until oh, after wait, wait, I... I just got it right now. <laughs> fractured butthole yeah I, because I just... when you read it you read it with a different inflection like yeah. fractured comma butthole yeah but <laughs> i just it. got that yeah i oh, am uh, yeah. i'm definitely gonna play it but oh, i'm totally I feel like i really blew their load already in the first game as far as um like just their biggest references the meta, and whatnot? The meta stuff like the the self-references and stuff. Like, they pretty much referenced every single thing in South Park already. Well, th this one, you're still, like, the new kid or whatever, but now it's kind of following Cartman and, like, the coon. They showed stuff. one character, though, that was not in the first game. Towelie. Yeah, oh. I was I was amazed that Towelie wasn't in the first game. But... Yeah, they must have just been saving him just for this. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad trailer. that they put him in. Was Chef in the first game? Uh, yes. Was he? Was he? Yep. When like in I the can't remember or something, or do you speak? Uh, it's a uh, undead chef. Oh yeah, zombie chef. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, you have to fight him. <laughs> oh nice. fuck! I totally forgot about that. Okay, that was a great but, um, fight too. Yeah, it this... looks cool because they say there's gonna be uh improved RPG uh battle system stuff. So. Yeah, it got a little bit meta. Cartman was actually ragging on the previous game. He's like, <laughs> it wasn't even an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Gameplay elements were shit. So this new one's gonna be a little bit different which is pretty neat. He's like, I don't want this game to come out unless it gets like at least a 9.5 on GameSpot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I I enjoy the Coon stuff a little bit more than all the... Uh, the more, fantasy stuff? Yeah, the fantasy stuff. Yeah, so. yeah the superhero is going to be awesome. I'm just waiting for the return of Mintberry Crunch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Mintberry in the trailer, too. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Didn't he die <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the cartoon? I don't know. It's don't been a while, exactly. but he was definitely my favorite. Um, oh, yeah. Is this coming out for the old gen or like PS3 and 360 as well? Do you no, think? I think it's new gen. Is it just new gen? I, I didn't see anything about old the, gen. the systems. We're kind of at the point now where they're not doing the cross-platform thing anymore. For Yeah. Like they feel like they've segued enough. Yeah, which actually is good because, well, I guess it's good if you, old, if you own one of the new systems because then they can kind of like unleash the power and not focus on making everything work on the old systems. Exactly. So. And it'll really justify your purchase if you've had an Xbox One for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm definitely going to pick it up on Steam. I'm not sure if I'm going to wait for a, a discount or not. Maybe not, actually, because I really enjoy the game. So Wow. I don't think I'm going to have to wait. I didn't have to wait for Stick of Truth because family sharing. What? <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next up is a pretty big one. Final Fantasy VII. The remake. Yep. Yep, yep. That pretty much speaks for itself. It's been something people have been wanting for forever. And then, like, back when the PS3 was first announced, Sony showed, like, that tech demo of Final Fantasy VII running on a PS3, you know, like a, re you know, a remade engine or something. Yeah. But it, was, it was just a tech demo. and I have mixed feelings about it. Like, it needed to be remade for anyone to ever play the game again because <laughs> it looks like shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, I tried to play it again... Um, few months back and it was just god I, the visuals were so awful and yet you can play through final fantasy 9 was 9 that much better looking oh yeah really? 9 is way so. way okay. better looking I, I just i don't know i'm asking for like i just don't know yeah it, 9 is uh pretty much top tier for playstation 1 okay 
Now, this remake is great because it's going to just like lasso in a bunch of people who probably weren't even born when the original came out. So that, that'll be nice. But um, people are so obsessed no, with this. It's going yeah. cre- to create another generation of people who talk about how their first RPG was Final Fantasy VII. I don't think it's going <laughs> to be gonna that ruin my whole life. I don't think we're not going to have a repeat of what, 1997. No, I think this is more just pandering to people that already love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Brace yourselves for that. I'm not. I I really doubt we're gonna see this gigantic like resurgence in fandom for Final Fantasy VII. All right. Look but gorgeous. You though. you seem uh like you don't agree with that. I well I don't know. <laughs> I, I I just don't want to have to hear about Final Fantasy VII for the next however long it's gonna take for this game to be released. Then I promise yeah. you and I then, won't talk to you about Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. I mean, I, everyone I don't yelling care. about how it's gonna be shit, or everyone yelling about how it's gonna be amazing. Yes, either side. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just don't want to hear about it. I liked Advent Children in the movie. It was kind of cool. Oh, I, I thought, watched that so many times. Really? Yeah. I thought it was pretty terrible. You well, you've never seen the. I mean, you you never played the game before, too. Yeah, so. but you showed me like. The, yeah, it's not really something that you watch without playing no, the game. No, but on that disc, there's like a like run through of the game story and like. 10 minutes or something that I watched. Yeah, but I mean, you don't get the feel for it. It doesn't matter. I got the feel for the fact that it's a really convoluted, stupid story. It is crazy convoluted, but the, the whole point of Advent Children is that they could do like the scene where all the original Final Fantasy VII characters like come back into action and then you're supposed to be all excited about it because you're so emotionally connected to them during the game. Okay. Probably yeah. I mean, it's so good, but... Well, when I make a movie... I'm probably not going to rely on people's previous emotional connections to characters and stuff. Yeah, don't do that. I I might just make a good movie. (laughs) Fans are definitely a a gigantic problem in Final Fantasy VII because Cloud and Sephiroth, respectively, are just not interesting characters, but people made them out to be the deepest fucking, like... Oh, that's back when everybody was fucking emo. Oh my god, Sephiroth, his motivations, man, (laughs) they're just so deep. They're so edgy. Sephiroth almost created emo kids. It's like he is not deep, he just... Like, walks around really emotionally and just like, it's like he doesn't do anything. <laughs> Cloud, like, he's like, he's a fucking silent protagonist the entire game. Yeah. yeah he has a couple of little, like, backstory things that, you know, a couple of little cutscenes. You remember that scene where he dressed up as a chick and, uh, like, poured himself Zephyroth? out? No, Cloud. Cloud? Yeah, they had to, like, what? sneak him into a brothel or something, so he dressed up oh, as a girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like something that would happen to JRPG for sure, so. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being really confused by that. Like, I'm just playing the game, and I thought that they were going to send Aerith in or something. Yeah. They're just like, we need an agent to go in here. And I'm just like, oh, obviously, yeah. Aerith. And then it was pretty was sad when she died. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly. Now, that was really good video gaming right there. I mean, that was just, that was solid. Uh... Little me didn't mind too much. <laughs> Was Maybe just I was solid. just a cold, hard bitch. Well, she was my main healer. girls who hates other girls. <laughs> <laughs> you, That's you, what it is. I looked at her. I looked at like her five polygons, and I only saw a competition. <laughs> you guys know how attached I get to my healers, all right? Oh yeah, that's, you, that's you, the thing. You weren't sad that, because of the character. You were sad for losing your healer. I lost my main healer for the rest of the game. <laughs> what, I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? <laughs> Man, that was sad. All right, just, we, we gotta stop talking about. Oh, go ahead, I'll let you speak. Oh, I was a little just gonna more. say, like, I, I've never liked those healer characters, which no. was the thing. No, she could have been anybody, and I wouldn't have liked her very much. I don't like that archetype. Boring. Yeah, the healer princess. Yeah. I like them all. What can I say? <laughs> all right, let's move on. Yeah, we have to move sure. on. Last thing um, on my list is Old Republic: Knights of the Fallen Empire. This is an expansion for the Old Republic MMO. Yeah, it brings your level cap up to sixty. Five uh, adds probably some more planets. Blah blah blah, more of the same. <laughs> this is this is the third Every expansion. Every MMO expansion, yeah. 
Yeah, and the trailer was not even like gameplay footage. It was just like it was kind of a crappy cinematic. It wasn't really interesting, and they weren't showing uh, characters they'd already shown before. So it was just like, who are these people? Why? Why should I care? Yeah. Even though expansion trailers are generally cinematic, anyways, those was like, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah. I'm not really. I don't know. The thing about this game is, um, it's free for subscribers, which was this. It was the case with the Seriously? first expansion as well, the Hut Cartel. That's um, rad. But the second expansion was fifteen dollars, so they're so they're going they're going back to a free for a subscribers model. Even is, then, that's really cheap. I don't like it personally because I like to level cap, <laughs> so I can actually play content. <laughs> so every time an expansion comes out, you're like, God damn it! Because yeah, because I'll, I'll blast through content. I won't be able to see even probably half of it because I'll level out of it too fast. Mm-hmm. I hate that. And then it's like, well, what am I going to do now? Roll another character? Fuck that. <laughs> so wait. So okay. The difference would be you pay $15 once. And even if you go back to like free to play, not subscribed, you can access all the content and expansion. That's how the second expansion was. Is uh, that right? I, I don't know. I'm just. Second expansion, I just never bought it. Okay. Because I, I wanted to, to play through all the HUD cartel stuff, but I never got around to it. So I just still haven't bought it. But. Probably gonna be able to get it for free when this new expansion comes out, though, or heavily discounted. Yeah, yeah. it will probably be do. For free. Yeah. I, don't know, I can't believe people just throw such a fuss over like ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Everybody's all worried yeah. about, you know. Well, I don't expansions know. usually cost cost as much as the original game, yeah. which is what people could bitch about. Well, but yeah, but like, people even spending, then, I don't like, really mind. Friggin' like two hundred hours a month, you know, that's very low conservative estimate on an MMO expansion, and they complain about how much it costs. It's like, well. Billy, how much are you getting for your money there? A lot. Yeah. So that's a really great feature for like 99% of the player base, just not me because I like to cap out and actually experience (laughs) things, I guess. You like the feeling of being top dog and you're like, oh no. Yeah. (laughs) My character's middle of the road now. (laughs) So that's it for mine. Okay. Well, let's go into our final segment of the day. The worst thing that ever happened to us. This week. Now we've been kind of talking about early access and we kind of touched on it. We didn't really go in depth on early access before in terms of like Steam. Uh, but one of the announcements from E3, as we mentioned earlier, was that uh, early access games are coming to Xbox One, hmm. which is kind of paving the way for that to happen on all consoles. And I think yeah. Nintendo's doing some sort of early access thing as well but nobody cares about nintendo so we'll focus on xbox how does that even work for a console i mean it's just i don't know because the games they've named here don't look that early access to me they look like i mean daisy that's been out on the pc for like over a year in terms of like the, the stable whatever version right early access is kind of an ambiguous title at this point because yeah. it could be a fully finished game that just hasn't gone through all of its debugging Right. So, uh, okay. I fi- I figured this is what it that's what it's going to be like. You like you purchase the early access and then when like the full debug game comes out, they'll do a patch or something like that and You so know, you th- actually, I bet here's what here's what they're probably trying to get at cuz right now they're doing like um especially for first person shooters like Halo 5 and the Call of Duties, they they're doing beta tests now. Uh like public betas right. in the months before. I bet they're trying to get to the point where you're paying for those. So you think they probably won't do like Steam does with the pre-alpha sort of shit? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to they're gonna do that. That would, that would be pretty I, terrible. I think their quality <laughs> control would be a lot 
I don't think they'll do pre-alpha just because their market would be so flooded too. Yeah, like, it would just get ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Right. As long as there's some quality control, I don't care that much. But I still don't love it. Uh, well, it's just the whole early access things has kind of been tainted by how out of control it's gotten on Steam and stuff. So. Steam really needs to rein it in somehow. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. Well, no, no. Or they, they need to give things like different, like early access is so broad. It can yeah. extend to, like I said earlier, like a full game that right. just needs to be bugging or super like alpha version yep. of game where they haven't even like laid down the foundation for just it yet. Just a concept where you haven't even coded anything yet. <laughs> right. So actually I read something on a forum recently somebody posted and they kind of put it a good way. That basically early access kind of originally was almost kind of like... Um, Kickstarter for your game. So you're you're paying for this early access because you want to support development. Oh, and as a bonus, here you get to play what we have right now. And now it's become people are trying to get like a good deal on a cheap game that they can play, and then they realize that they're playing this buggy POS or, you know, whatever. That's it, never going to get too much better. That's never going to get too much better, right. Um, so they need to do or- a better job of... Um- of, of how they're showing these like in the, in the store page and stuff because like they're I'm just being inundated with them and you have to actually look for the early access thing like like I shouldn't even I should be able to filter all early access games out by default anyway like yeah it's yeah. really disappointing when I see a game that I'm pumped for and then I click on it and I find out that it's just early access yeah, yeah that's bullshit yeah no I, I'm right there with you guys so I, I mean Xbox One we don't know exactly how this is going to pan out it was just hearing the words early access on a just console just makes us cringe yeah, <laughs> for really, good reason too. Really <laughs> Have you bought any early access? We've talked about this before. I can't remember if you'd bought any before, Alex. Um, I got Don't Starve Together, but I didn't actually even buy that. I just had it gifted to me. Okay. Um, so that, yeah. that was a beta for a game for an expansion for an existing game. So that's a pretty safe bet. Exactly. It was very safe. It was practically a fully fleshed game when I got it. You know, because right. it was just like additional content and multiplayer and things like that. Um, I think that's as close as I've ever gotten to early access. Okay. I almost accidentally bought early access to Ark because I thought the game was just out. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Yeah, it's a piece of shit because like um, a couple weeks ago, I read that it was coming out in like summer of 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out summer of 2015 is like August, <laughs> but it's out right now. So when I saw it oh. in my Steam window, I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, fucking Ark. And I almost purchased it. It's not ready yet. Wow. But apparently yeah. people that have been playing it say that it's like practically a finished game anyway, so it's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I probably wouldn't have been hurt too much by buying it, but... See, uh, I'm hoping to release another game on Steam in the next year or so, and the question I have is, and I'm going to have to do some research and ask people about it, but, um, you know, should I put the game up earlier than I would have just to get the early access money and then, you know, eventually release it and then get my release day money as well? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would just be doing it purely for the for the funds. And mm-hmm. not because I think I could, I mean, if I released an early access game, I'd make sure it was a good product. You know, obviously it'd be alpha or whatever, but uh, it's almost kind of like, you know, you do an early cash grab to get money out of a certain crowd. Then you do the real release to get money out of a different crowd. I don't know. I wonder yeah. if that would hurt it's... the impact of your debut. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm wondering. Like, and I'm sure they have numbers on that because they I have like numbers. Depending on upon the quality of your game, it'll either work. Like if it's a good game, it'll work in your favor because it'll generate a ton of buzz. Or right. if it's a bad game, it'll work against you because people will lose interest before the opening day. Yeah. So it just depends on like game to game. And you kind of need to do it in a timely manner. Like I feel like you probably have like six to eight months from the start of early access to release your final build and get that like good reputation and build up and 
I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. pulling those numbers out of my ass, but it's gonna be a weird. <laughs> it's gonna be a weird perspective for you guys as creators and customers for Steam yeah. content. Like you hate early access, but at the same time you're like, but should I do early access? No, it's, you know, it's <laughs> the same thing with microtransactions. I hate, hate, hate them. Hate them so much. I hate people who buy them because they've made them a big deal. And then as a developer, you're like, oh shit, I can get in on this though. But I can make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my next game will probably be free to play with microtransactions, and I'll just, you know. Well, that model though for the game that you're making, that's necessary anyway. So. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be making a MOBA style game, so that's kind of a, the established model for that. I would hate yeah. to do, like a good example is I really enjoyed the first um, Plants vs Zombies game on my iPhone. And I downloaded the second, which was free to play, and I fucking couldn't play it more than two hours because I just was getting hassled to buy this, this, and that. It's like, you know, just give me one purchase price. Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. So, uh, yeah. I think it makes sense for MOBAs. As long as, like, like I think we've discussed this earlier, right? Yes. As long as, like, the, the content that you pay for doesn't interact with gameplay too much. Right. No, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually fine with There's that. There's a place in time for it. And like I said, especially because MOBAs were kind of built originally on that model. Yeah. It's a little different. But when you take a kind of an existing kind of genre and you try to shoehorn microtransactions into it, kind a lot like of the, times it's not done well. No, like the fucking new Dungeon Keeper that made me so mad. Oh, is, oh, is that built on microtransactions? Yes. Did you guys ever play the original Dungeon Keeper? I'm familiar no. with it, never played it. I loved that game. It was like one of my all-time favorites when I was tiny. And so I saw that it came to um, the App Store and I got really pumped. Get it. And you can't like build anything or like send your minions out unless you spend real money oh my god <laughs> that's nuts yeah so it's stuff like that that just drives me crazy so uh i could i could live with myself and go to sleep at night if i released a microtransaction game that was a moba um and yeah i mean i could probably sleep at, at the end of I the day you still have the nostalgia but... so you have proof that you're living up to your principles a little bit at least I guess I don't really need to. I don't feel like I need to prove my principles because that's sure you do. Everyone sounds pretty does. hipstery. Oh, my gaming principles, no microtransactions. Ew. Exactly, that's you in a nutshell. <laughs> I wouldn't have principles. I'd just be a capitalist pig. No, be I, great. I, I, like I said, <laughs> that was a really good impression of yourself. You just <laughs> yeah. it's more. It's more. I just think of the types of people who buy that shit and the types of people who cash in on it. I don't want to be one of those. I guess mm. it's less to do with my. Think it's some ethical thing and more just like, oh man, those guys are huge douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an ethical thing to me, but okay. hey. Uh, yeah, anything else on the topic? Um, no. nope. Yeah. That's about that. All right. Said my piece. Uh, that is all. Anything else to say? I think I'm good. I have You're good? I'm good. All right, guys. I'm sick of this shit. I'm done. Thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye, guys. Bye.